we'd love to have you as part of our team, whether it be our team here at CCBR or in other ways in the pro-life movement. But yeah, I invite you to, to come and join us. Hi, folks, and welcome to Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, an initiative of the Pro-Life Guys podcast where we highlight the lives of the incredible women and men from across the country and around the world who are making sacrifices of their time, of their energy, of their finances to serve pre-born children and to bring about the protection of the nation they live in. Uh, we're, we're incredibly blessed to have such a robust, such a diverse pro-life movement here in Canada um, and many of those that I've spoken with around the world as well. And so always excited to highlight different people. And today I'm joined by a good friend of mine um, working with me here in CCBR's Calgary office. Loretta, how are you doing? I am doing great. How about you? I am living the dream. We are winding up the internship here in Calgary right now. At the time of recording, it's an exciting time for everyone as they're finishing their final presentations and speeches and activism and all that kind of thing. So life is good. Yes, lots um, of buzz around the office here. Hundred <laughs> percent. Let's dive into it. So I I always love to start with the question of tell me a little bit about yourself. That a lot of people kind of think of people working in the pro life movement either as machines or as a monolith or whatever. Tell me a little bit about yourself. What are, where are you at? Where are you coming from? Who is Loretta? Yeah, well, I am a originally a small town Alberta girl. <laughs> um, so yeah, I grew up small town here, good Christian family, um, a little bit sheltered from a lot of the things that are going on in the world around in the bigger cities and the different thing that you just kind of don't see when you're in a small town. Um, but yeah, had a great family upbringing and um, never really had a great like a solid career path that I had in mind. I was always in, interested in Christian ministry because I was very involved in my church um, and that kind of thing, but never really had a solid career path. So, so yeah, I've just kind of gone where God has directed me and started off with Bible college and jumped into the financial industry for a while and jumped into the optical industry for a while. And then total career change into the music industry and back to the optical industry. And now here I am at CCBR. So it's been a little bit of a, a trek around uh, a variety of different um, areas in life. Um, but my faith and my, um, and that background has always grounded me and kept me, um, yeah, kept me on track. Good stuff. God is good. And we're so thankful that he's led you towards CCBR. You're an absolute champ as our fundraising coordinator. I, that's your title. I'm sure you do a million things beyond that. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm curious, my follow-up is, how did you end up working full-time in the movement? So you, you talk about how the Lord has kind of led you through several different career paths, several different opportunities and, and whatnot that you have pursued at different times in your life. How does someone end up working full-time for a pro-life organization like you? Yeah, well, it definitely was not on my radar <laughs> to be working uh, full-time in the pro-life movement. Uh, before I started here, I was working as an optician. So I was doing eyeglasses, um, working in that field. It was a technical field. It was something that I knew well, did well, and it was going great for me. I had connected with CCBR back in 2011. I had done a little bit of activism then. 2012, I went down trip down to Florida with the team and did some activism down there, but I wasn't really involved because I was more involved in my career, more involved in my church and other ministries, which were, were important and, um, 
and I knew that's where I needed to be at the time. And yeah, it was really on my radar to be working um, in the pro-life movement. And then I got a phone call uh, from our, our good friend, Jonathan Van Maren, who I've st stayed in touch with him and his his wife, um, good friends of mine. And um, they said, hey, we know your, your background and what you've been involved in and some of your skill set. And we're wondering if you would consider joining CCBR. And my initial response was probably not, but I will pray and think about it. <laughs> I was comfortable. I am a um, person who likes to be secure in what I'm at, where I'm at. I like to know what I'm doing and know that I'm doing it well. And so to jump into something that the fundraising world, which I've never worked in fundraising before, it was a little bit of a Am I qualified for this? Is this something I should do? It's not really on my radar. So I decided that I would I would pray and think about it and uh, went off to a conference. It was um, just a good time to get away, but it was also connected to the music industry, the Christian music industry, which was have been involved in as well. And so it would just be a good getaway from my regular day-to-day -day life and um, good time to kind of reflect and consider. And as I was there, I ended up with a conversation with somebody who I had just briefly met. Nothing, she knew nothing about my consideration process. And she handed me her phone and said, I got this email sent to me and I don't know what I think about it. And it was a whole article about abortion and the pro-life movement. And I'm like, if this is not a sign <laughs> from God, what is? Like she had no idea that I had any connection whatsoever to the pro-life movement. I had barely met her. And so had a good conversation with her. And there was a few other things that came up that weekend that really spoke to me on that it was time for a change, that this is where God was leading me. And not only that, at the same event, I, without realizing it, I actually didn't find out until after the fact, but I was sitting at a table at a banquet with um, a lady who was director of development for pro-life or large pro-life organization in the States. And so that was a little nugget that uh, God needed to show me afterwards that yes, this was the path for me. And so I was able to connect with her and get some advice from her and that kind of thing. But there was just, it was just one of those things where it was a clear call that yes, this is where, where I'm supposed to be. And so that's kind of how I got into the pro-life movement full time. That's so cool. And this is that this is honestly my favorite question in in these entire series of just how people got involved because there's such a wide range. We we've mm -hmm. talked to people who from the time they were in high school, they wanted to work full-time in Canada's pro-life movement. From the time they were in university, they were actively involved in a local pro-life group. And then we meet other people who it wasn't super on their radar for a long time. And then the Lord just opened a door and, and they had the courage and and um, blessing to be able to walk through that and, and pursue that option. So I'm glad that you're working with us. For the last couple of years now, you've been our fundraising coordinator at CCBR something that I'm sure many people listening here um, don't necessarily know a ton about. They probably don't know a lot about the fundraising experience and process, but I'm sure the, the idea of fundraising would be a little bit daunting to them, especially fundraising for an organization as large as CCBR. And so I'm wondering, over the last couple of years that you've worked with CCBR, are there any memorable experiences that you've had, whether it's working with supporters, whether it's traveling across the country as uh, you've had a couple of opportunities to do some some trips to BC and, and Saskatchewan, Manitoba. Um, any mm -hmm. memorable experiences that spring to mind? It's just such a great um, opportunity to be able to meet the people 
who are involved in the movement. We have some supporters who have been supporting us for years. They're the ones who are on the ground um, advocating for the lives of children way back before we were um, even thinking about being involved. They were kind of, yeah, like setting setting the pace earlier. And now they're maybe a little bit older or in their careers raising their families. And that's not the stage of life that they're in where they're on the ground activism, but they're still so passionate. And so it's amazing to see people's passion, how they got involved in the movement. Then there are others who saw our projects and they don't have a whole lot of experience with CCBR, but they they saw our project somewhere and said, hey, this is something we've got to do something about. And so it's just been a real honor to be able to meet these supporters and to hear their stories and how they got involved and how the issue of abortion has affected their lives, whether they've had abortions themselves in the past or how they just have that heart and passion to to help other people um, and help save those lives. So, yeah, it's just been an honor Um yeah, as you mentioned, I've been able to do a couple road trips. COVID has definitely slowed that down. And considering a huge chunk of my time here at CCBR has been during the COVID um, times, I haven't necessarily been able to do as much traveling as I would like to and meeting the supporters as I'd like to. But I'm hoping to be able to do more of that and just get to hear more of those those stories. Absolutely. I, I, I can only echo your sentiments there. There's not enough thank yous to be had for those mm-hmm. who financially partner with pro-life groups, whether it's CCBR and the pro-life guys, whether it's other groups, um, definitely the lifeblood of pro-life outreach, because at this point, we don't have the Bill Gateses and George Soros's and, and people who write one check and it floats an organization for the rest of the year sort of thing. So many of the people, Loretta, that you've met with are sacrificially giving in whatever they can, maybe that's 25 bucks a month, whether that's a hundred bucks a month or 500 bucks a month. Um, every donation is absolutely mm-hmm. appreciated because it puts people on street corners and on doorsteps, changing minds on abortion. And so in, in that light, so often we give a bit of a, an opportunity for what would you say to somebody thinking about getting involved? And I, I wonder if you would take a, a look because a lot of people may only think about the volunteering side of getting involved in the pro-life movement. So I, I'll throw it open to you, whether whether it's getting involved volunteering or getting involved financially partnering, what would you say to somebody who has a heart for pre-born children, but hasn't necessarily acted on it to this point? What would you say to them to encourage them to get involved either with their time or with their finances in helping us transform this country and ultimately um, mobilizing and growing the pro-life movement around the world? Right. It's true. Like our, our work is only done because of supporters. We are an extension of their passion because without them, we can't, we don't have, we wouldn't have the resources to be able to staff our team, to be able to run our projects, the fuel to get out to our projects, the signs that we need, um, the brochures that, that we put in people's hands and get that information out to them. So those supporters are such a valuable part. We're often bombarded in um, in our world, especially with so much going on right now, with so many great causes and issues that are demanding our attention. Um, but with the, the issue of abortion, that's something that's happening right in our own backyard. That's affecting our neighbors, our friends, our family, whether it's affecting them directly because they're considering abortion or whether somebody in their lives are considering abortion or have had abortions. And so this is something that affects everybody right in our own backyard. And it's such a huge issue here. And it's something that we can do 
something about. So like we've seen testimony after testimony, especially right now with our internships running right now, so many great testimonies of people's minds changed. And so we know that our projects are working. And so if there is a cause that we know is effective, like projects that are effective to address a cause that's right in our own backyards, this is a life and death cause that we can all be a part of, whether we can be a part of it with our time because we have the time to be out having conversations, whether it's just getting trained so that we can have conversations in our workplace or with our neighbors, um, or whether it's through finances. Like like Cam said, every every small amount counts. If you can donate $25 a month, that goes to a huge way to be us being able to set our budgets and knowing how far we can reach our projects and that kind of thing. So it is something that each and every one of us can be involved in. And I'd love to um, continue to share those stories and be able to connect with you and share how your finances and how your donations are making a difference. And that's really what I'm here for is, is to really be able to share those stories, to be able to help you um, realize how much of a difference and how far reaching your support can go. So we'd love to have you as part of our team, whether it be our team here at CCBR or in other ways in the pro-life movement. But yeah, I invite you to, to come and join us. Absolutely. And if you do want to make a donation towards CCBR and the Pro-Life Guys podcast, you can go to endthekilling.ca slash donate. I mean, find that yeah. on our web website again, endthekilling.ca slash donate. We have campaigns going on around the year, whether it's matching campaigns, whether it's peer-to-peer -peer campaigns, whatever it may be. Stay tuned to what CCBR is doing on our various social media platforms, be it Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, whatever it may be. Thank you all very, very much for joining in. Thank you, Loretta, for joining me today. It's an honor to, to be able to um, chat with you and, and hear you so about much, your Cam. story coming in here. For those of you who are new, please check out our other content, whether it's other episodes of Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, getting to see the true face of the global pro-life movement, or whether it's checking out the content we're putting out every Tuesday, where Peter and I on the Pro-Life Guys podcast talk about various um, pro-abortion arguments or scenarios or situations that you might be faced with and how to navigate them with grace and with confidence, or our monthly episodes called The Pulse, where we highlight all of the abortion-related news from around the world um, and speak about it from a pro-life perspective. And so if you want to learn more, find us on all of your favorite podcast catchers, whether that's on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or something super hipster that nobody else has ever heard of. If you're one of those people that are uh, the one of two people who are on a particular catcher, then so be it. Find us on YouTube, the Pro-Life Guys podcast. Check on our website, www.prolifeguys.com. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Loretta, again. And I hope each of you have a wonderful rest of your day, wherever you're at, however many hours are left in your day. God bless you abundantly. <laughs>